This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, Ben Taylor here with Raw Motivations. I want to come and talk to you today about the concept of splitting, um, narcissistic splitting. Have you ever heard of that? Is that something that kind of rings a bell at all? You might not have heard of the actual word like splitting, but you might have heard of the idea of object consistency and uh, whole object relations. So this might be a little bit different for some of you guys, but like when I was going through it, I was like, holy cow, like this is actually really cool. Stuff that I knew and that I know and that I realized, but didn't have like the words or didn't have the thought process to go through. So some of it I'm learning from the one book here, The Narcissist in Your Life by Julie Hall. This is one of the books that I'm reading currently and kind of going through. And it talks about the concept of splitting when it comes to narcissistic personality disorder. And one of the one of the ideas behind it that happens a lot with narcissistic personality disorder is this concept of splitting where the narcissist can't actually put at the top level, can't actually put milestones in their childhood. And I was like, it's interesting. But then as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that's exactly what I experience. That's exactly what I realize on a day-to-day basis. So for instance, like one of the things like I've asked my wife and we haven't had a chance to like sit down is like, I want a timeline of basically kind of like milestones that have happened in our relationship. Because honestly, like sometimes people ask me like, oh, like, well, when did this happen or how long did this happen? I know like some things that are like base milestones or like base times in one sense of like, hey, I've been in therapy for 15 months, you know, every single week for 15 months. Like I know that's a fact. But as far as like, I don't know when this certain thing happened in our marriage. I don't know when we moved here in our marriage, things like that. Like all those things is like foggy or like really like hard for me to be able to lock down. And when you talk about childhood and like milestones in childhood like a lot of times people are like oh i remember when i was like two i did this or when i remember when i was five i did this remember when i was like seven i did this and i'm just like that's cool but like i don't like i remember like vague pieces but i don't remember like any milestones i don't remember like a lot about my childhood i was working with my therapist uh, at this point it was like a couple months ago about like childhood and about like different things and she asked me to think of an image like think of say like uh how I looked you know when I was like a certain age or something like that and I'm like I can't like I don't I don't know how to connect that like it doesn't connect at all like I don't even know like how to find that and she was like okay well just think of like an image just think of like a thought like something you wore like some like a, a place you were at and when it came down to it like I was like okay I can think of like an image but I don't know if it's real. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I can think of, you know, me standing here wearing this and looking like this, but I don't know if that is a memory that I have or if that is me going off of a picture that I know or that's going off of a story that I've been told. That's crazy. And it feels super weird to actually wonder like, what is actually real? What is actually there? Well, part of the thing with narcissistic personality disorder is the idea of splitting where you can't actually identify some of those milestones in childhood. Like you don't know where they are. You don't know what they actually look like. Then it breaks down really in two different ways. The first one is whole object relations. And the second one is object consistency. And as I was going through and like reading through some of the book, like some of it just started popping out at me that I just like wanted to share. 
Maybe the video will flop and nobody will want to see it. But for me, I wanted to share it because it really connects a lot of dots for me. So think of it this way, like with the whole object relationship, with whole object relations, it gives the idea that the narcissist is unable to identify the positive and the negative qualities like out there. You know, they're not able to be like, oh, this person has a positive quality. This person has a negative quality. And then looking at myself, hey, this is positive and this is negative. You know, like they struggle to be able to identify the difference. This is why you have a lot of narcissists that have very much like black and white thinking. Like they don't understand and can't connect with a lot of the nuances about life, about how not everything's black and white. You know, there's there's gray. There's different stuff that's actually happening that doesn't always have a definitive answer or a definitive yes or no response in one sense. Because of this, like the narcissist doesn't have a stable view of themselves. And in reality, there's no stable view of themselves because there's no realistic view. All of that is shut down. All of that is hidden. All of that is kind of pushed to the side because they don't connect with themselves on that same level. And so what you see is you'll see like the opposite extremes. You know, you'll see the ups and the downs, the idealization, the devaluing, like back and forth, all that kind of stuff. And it's such a huge like difference because they don't know how to like sit in the middle. They know how to sit in the middle of what's what's good, what's right, what's black, what's white, like all this kind of stuff. Like it's all over the place. Narcissists have very like cut and dried black and white thinking. That's either all bad or all good, but it's not really in between. That's why sometimes you'll see the switch, and sometimes you'll see like where they'll like be very very negative because all they see is maybe the bad in in one act, one tiny aspect. That whole thing is bad. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/specialoffer. All lowercase. That's Shopify.com/specialoffer. Black and white thinking isn't just limited just to narcissists. There's other people that have it as well. Sometimes in talking about narcissists. But the problem is when people start limiting themselves in black and white thinking, they start not realizing that there's other options out there that there's other thoughts, that there's other people's opinions. When it becomes black and white, sometimes people are closed off to be able to even hear or understand other people. Oftentimes that's the narcissist with that black and white thinking. With object consistency, is like the idea that they struggle to maintain a connection or a positive feeling when apart. So like you leave the room and your child starts crying because wait, that person is gone. You know, there's like that abandonment, that like thought process of like, hey, this person disappeared. Well, with the narcissist, like it struggles to be able to connect the positivity or the connection when that person is out of sight. And so what you have is, hey, I don't remember anything good about our relationship. Our relationship has just been awful. And you start hearing like the victim mode come out, but you start to see that because of the fact that like they disconnect and they're like, I don't remember. Like, you're saying that we had good times, but, like, I don't remember the good times. Like, I don't think we had good times. Like, it all feels like this. And, like, even in the relationship with my wife, like, learning and, like, understanding, like, that there are good times and that there have been good times, like, I've started to realize more and more, like, hey, like, that's what I've done. Is, like, the idea of that object consistency, like, struggling to maintain that aspect of having a positive connection even through a hard time. And being able to look back on the past and be like, hey, it actually wasn't all bad. 
even though my mind wants to play it off and say, hey, it was all bad. It was the worst thing ever. That's why I'm the victim. That's why I could go cheat. That's why I could go do all these things. Like that was the thought process. Think of it this way. It gives like an illustration. Like let's say if a child gets a bad grade and the narcissist like blows up and like rages at that child of like, how ridiculous, like why would you get a bad grade? Well, in that moment, it's like they're forgetting that that child normally doesn't get bad grades. They're forgetting that child is normally conscientious and working on themselves. But in that moment, it's like a disconnect of like, hey, this one bad thing means that everything's bad. You're all bad. That kind of an idea. I know for me, like kind of some of the breakthrough of like the idea of all bad or not, which I know this is going back to object relations, you know, even goes back to like feelings. Like I viewed feelings and emotions as being either bad or good. Like that's a good feeling and that's a bad feeling. Like those are feelings I'm not allowed to have. These are feelings I am allowed to have. But like when it came down to it, it was like, no, those are like my feelings. Like it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to have emotions. What's not okay is to abuse other people because of what I'm feeling. And that's kind of the difference there. But anyways, with object consistency, it's hard to be able to maintain that connection. So like even on the aspect of where the other person hurts the narcissist or disappoints the narcissist in one sense, that's where they're like, whoa, like, nope, can't do it. Like, it's all bad now. Sometimes that's where you see the switch happen. What you'll see is a lot of times this is built off of like a disrupted attachment style as they're growing up. Like maybe some lack of connection, some lack of support as they're growing up, but that disrupted attention gets to the place where they're starting to oscillate between the two, between idealization and then devaluation, between like how they look at themselves versus how they look at other people versus like how they connect and versus like how they disconnect. And all this can seem very confusing, but part of the reason why the splitting happens is the idea of that object relations and the object consistency and when people are out of sight, out of mind, or that things are just black and white thinking. So if you're seeing different types of this happen in the relationship where it seems like one small thing means the whole thing is bad, or maybe like, you know, whenever you disconnect or you're apart from the other person, it seems like, you know, all hell breaks loose of like what actually changed, what actually happened. Like we have a good stable relationship, but all of a sudden I'm away for a couple hours and you're like a basket case. So you're like freaking out on me you might be dealing with someone who has some narcissistic traits or has narcissistic personality disorder. So if that's the case, reach out. So there's a lot of different people. I would love to talk to you personally. If you want to talk one-on-one, there's links down below to be able to access that, or you can go to rawmotivations.com and be able to click one-on-one coaching. We can talk through what's actually going on, try to find a way to help continue to move you forward out of the trauma bond, through the detox phase and focus on your vision and values so you can be healthy, happy, and whole as you move forward. We've been doing a lot of different things to try to build up just the awareness of narcissism. On this channel, we're, we're promoting awareness, growth, healing, and change. We do that Monday nights by going live inside the NARC app, NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. Download that on Apple, Google Play. And there's tracking your no contact, recording your truth, engaging with community, monthly coaching sessions. There's all different types of stuff that's getting packed into that app every single day as we continue to work and add and improve it. That's why we're here. We want to try to help people be aware of the destructiveness of narcissism and then find a way to be able to grow, heal, and change. If that's you and you want to work on helping better your life after these crazy relationships, please reach out.